0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Shira Schoenberg. Over the last five years or so, cities across Massachusetts have been turning to a unique form of urban development, murals. Commonwealth Magazine reported this weekend on the impacts of two of these efforts in Salem and Lynn, And I found while reporting that story that art with roots in local communities has had a real impact in boosting civic pride and attracting tourists in our city neighborhoods. Here with me today are two mural artists, Mike Grimaldi and Percy Fortini-Wright. Mike, who goes by Grimdrops in the art world, lives in Salem and has created murals for local and international businesses, city public art initiatives, and schools. Percy is a Boston-based artist who blends spray paint art and fine art, and his street murals have been displayed nationally in places ranging from Cambridge to California. Thank you both for joining me. Mike, you mentioned that it wasn't until a decade after graduating from Montserrat College of Art that you even considered painting a mural. What got you interested in mural art?
1: Well, uh, I had had appreciate, an appreciation for murals and muralists long before I even dared uh, attempting to paint a mural. Just the scale um, blew me away. I, I loved it and I had a huge admiration for this work, but I just felt I was scared. So it took me a long time, um, and then the first one I did was at a, a Salem Arts Fest, I think it was about six years ago. It was about four feet by eight feet, it's a regular sheet of plywood, and I think that's a great way to get started. Um, it was very scary, but I got it done in the time allotted, and I have just been hooked since.
0: And Percy, I know you mentioned that you've painted graffiti in your teens, and then you learned more about classical painting at the Art Institute of Boston. How did you develop the style that you have that seems to merge the two?
2: Yeah. Um, I've been writing graffiti my whole life. And also, um, I feel like I'm a observational painter or realist. I'm really interested in proportions articulation of angles. I'm really much like a, a nuts and bolts type of Da Vinci type of a person when it comes to looking at art and what I create. So, um, I've been a working artist for a long time, merging the aesthetic of coalescing graffiti and um, classical oil painting. So I really have my foot in two doors for about 20 years now.
0: And so let's talk a little bit about process because personally, I look at these massive murals on the side of a building. And my first thought is just how on earth do they do it? So Percy, maybe I'll start with you. Where do you get your ideas from to start with? Let's just start at the very beginning. Yeah.
2: Um, I get my ideas, they're based upon my experiences and then I take those experiences and spit them back out towards the audience. So it's kind of like um, I'm uh, a cultural cultural digester of information. I kind of take the intake information like the eyes of, of what I perceive and then I try to express it through my angle of perspective.
0: So give me an example of what
2: that might look like. Um, You know, um, I'm really into nature. Um, I'm really into metaphysics, spirituality. So a lot of my work will kind of reflect those different motifs, or I might use different symbolisms. For instance, um, I like using the the zebra motif a lot. I grew up multiracial, uh, mixed. Um, I'm into astrology. I'm I'm a Libra, which rhymes with zebra. The referee is kind of like the stripes that has the middle point between two opposing forces as the judge. Some kind of, I like mixing symbolism, cultural markers, or, you know, talk about my heritage. So it's a whole mixed match of different things in conjunction with working with different organizations, you know, using my ideas and, and, and speaking with the, the people of the community that the mural might go in or, you know, if this a specific art project, I might think about my audience and how I can engage with them. So it's, it's kind of a, uh, it's my perspective as well as how people view the work, which is the other perspective, which is the more communal aspect. But I'm not right. sure if that answered your question.
0: Yeah, no, it did. And Mike, I'm curious, is it similar for you? And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about this issue of community identity and just what role the community and community input plays in developing your ideas.
1: Mm. Yeah, so a lot of the work I do is client-driven. A lot of the, most of the murals I've done to this point have been done for businesses. Um, so I really, um, I'm taken in, they, businesses will usually come to me with a general idea and then it's my job as an artist and muralist to visualize it, and make something that makes sense for the project and what they're looking for um I haven't had the option too too much to go out there and just sort of do do my own thing just sort of more like fine art which I know um is the case for some muralists and I want to be doing more of that um but what carries over from all my work is just my my style. is the same from one piece to the other. It's very, very clean, very bold, very graphic. It's not Percy's work, which I love, is very, very painterly. And I have a huge admiration for it. And my brain doesn't, doesn't work that way. I, I love that. And I love that about art. And I love that about seeing all the other work out there. Um, I will say the, the project that I did that had the most community input was for uh affordable housing community in gloucester mass i did last summer a city that i grew up in i reached out to a bunch of people that grew up in the city that the mirror was going to be in and reached out and got some ideas what would be iconic images i had my own ideas having grown up there but i reached out to the community on facebook and on instagram asking what would be some iconic images that make sense to be in this new building um in their hometown Um, so i got a lot of feedback from that and then from there it's it's my job to distill all the different um, feedback that's coming at me. I'm never going to be able to include everything that everybody wants. It's not not a possibility, but I do the best I can and I try and make an engaging image.
0: And then practically, how do you do it? I'll start with you, Mike. You've got a blank wall in front of you. How do you translate your idea into a mural?
1: So it's all once the design is done. My work is pretty much all designed on my iPad. Um, to scale, you know, it's a 10 foot by 60 foot wall. I might have it set up on my iPad by 10 pixels by 60 pixels, whatever. It doesn't matter as long as it's the same general dimension. And from that point, depending on the size of the wall, depending on where you're working, you might be able to project it right onto the wall. I could hook up my projector, hook up my iPad to the projector, and then it's, you know, projected onto the wall to trace it out. can do a grid method, just like a lot of fine artists would use in their studio on a much smaller scale just break the wall up into you know squares, for example. Like maybe on the iPad, one inch by one inch would be 10 feet by 10 feet on the actual wall you're painting. Um, then there's a doodle method, which is the same, it's a different version of the grid method, but yeah.
0: And Percy, what about you? What does the drawing process or the painting process look like for you? You know, Do you sketch it out first? Do you do it in pieces? How do you work?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of like an observational painter. So I, I do a little bit of sketching, the sketching is more of just for idea purposes. And then I'll try to kind of use some type of uh, reference photo to work from as, as kind of like little bits and samples. When, when approaching a wall, I'll, I'll prime it, a generalization of the overall color that I want to use. I might use rollers and extenders where I'll actually draw with the, the roller. Um, that way I can get up high, low, I can move around the composition a little bit more. I have more mobility than just using the, my, my um, arms arm width and, and span. So I'll use certain techniques like that. I'll, I'll, I'll basically look at it as a puzzle where I'm not drawing every single detail out first. That's almost like taking a toothbrush to a, clean up a, a giant room. Uh, you know, I, I kind of look at the big picture and, and, I, and I paint in big patches of color. In tone, and then I, I start to, um, through proportions and um, I start narrowing in almost like a puzzle where I'm puzzling these different portions together and kind of coming up at it from a perspective where um, I'm literally not really seeing outlines. I'm seeing shapes of tonality. Um, so I think of it more as like a teacher. Um, uh, I'm very much into the technical aspect of painting. So um, yeah, those are the things I I focus on. It's more, um, you know, I'll I'll use a combination of spray paint, sometimes house paint, latex. I rarely use certain mediums like oil paint or or things like that just because of the, um, yeah. So I actually never really use oil paint outside to do a mural, maybe I should.
0: Well, there's another idea. Uh, How long does it take each of you to draw a whole mural?
2: My whole life. No, a couple, a couple. It depends Depends on the complexity of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes me my whole life to be able to do something in 15 minutes, no matter how good or bad it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's taken me months to do a horrible painting. Does that matter? Uh, but it's taken me my whole life to be able to, to do something in two minutes with a certain level of perfection. So that's the real question you're asking. So I've been painting for like 20, 30 years. So to do a mural is taking me that whole time to do it, whether it's in a couple months or weeks, that's kind of the less important part, but I work fairly fast because I come from the background as a graffiti writer. So um, some murals I, I, I do really fast. And and that was the very first question you asked was you were, you were saying you were in awe on how fast they do these murals and the size of them. And that's generally why it's become popularized now in the, in the, in the time span that we're in is that um, a lot of the muralists or one's graffiti artists and are using a medium called spray paint, which you don't have to worry about the textured surface of the walls with your brushes, which takes oneself very long to try to get over that physical hump, literally. So when you're using spray paint and you have the background of a graffiti painter, you're, you're, you're painting things faster and, you know, a lot of people think graffiti is fast, but they're not accurate. But um, some of the graffiti artists I know, myself included, are some of the most technical ninjas I know when it comes to um, slinging a can or a brush. And they're a, a lot more accurate than maybe even your average artist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, having that ability to be a tagger, where you're writing your name very fast, you're a fast mark maker. You know, so when it comes to using spray paint and working large like that, it's just it's, it comes to easily.
0: And Mike, what about you? What's your? Uh, how long does it take you to get a mural up?
1: Uh, I would definitely echo what Percy said. Um, you know, it, it depends definitely on the size of uh, the wall, the complexity, the the surface. Um, I fully spray painting for sure. You can get up, you know, fill the wall up quicker. You can cover more ground much what much quicker. Um, but yeah, it's something that. Everything, even though I just started painting murals like several years ago now, which is a really short time compared to a lot of the murals working out there, I'm still, I think, very new to the medium. Um, everything that I, I've learned and all the different things that I've been working on, all different projects prior to painting my first mural feed into being able to know how to do that, um, being able to paint, being able to work with proportions and size, scale, style, making sure everything fits together. Um, and just sort of makes sense. Um, so it's, it's a lifelong process for sure. Um, how long it takes murals murals definitely, you know, depending on on the, the specific projects.
0: Sure. And over the last few years, it really seems like more and more communities are turning to public art and particularly murals to really transform urban communities. Um, I've heard people say they could enhance civic pride, bring in more visitors. Some cases adding lights and art can make murals safer. Um, maybe Percy, I'll start with you. Have you felt this use of art uh, as, as a way to transform a community? What have you seen in your own work?
2: Um, it's been a little bit of both. I, I try to do as much as I can to create some type of positive impact for the community. Mostly I, I, I like to give other artists the inspiration For themselves to kind of take their own light and bring it out. So I kind of hope that my work is kind of focused on the idea of giving other people who see the work kind of a a new appreciation for creation. You know, I think of artists as like mini creators, where we're kind of creating our own little reality, where we're, I don't don't use my artwork so much to just kind of to maybe get into um, social commentary because that can be so subjective. I kind of want people to look at art as almost like a scientist to where you're like an observer of light and and proportions. And I really want to stress that to to people because if you can do that, you can do anything. And and it's a great living. It's a great way to make money um, being an artist and so on.
0: You actually make a living off of street art and murals.
2: Oh, me? Yeah,
0: yep. you brought it up.
2: Yeah, yeah, for the last 20 years,
1: yep.
0: That's great. And Mike, what's what's your perspective? How have you seen the power of art uh, within a community?
1: Um, I definitely think it can be transformative. Uh, you know, where I've been living for the past several years in, here in Salem, the the public art here is just, it's, unbelievable down in the point section and then next door we've got lynn and the the mural that's there's just the art there is just unreal the street artists murals um they've got work from some of the the most renowned street artists uh around from in the world they fly in to paint there um so it definitely transforms the area and i feel like you know it definitely makes you stop to sort of really appreciate it um so yeah, I definitely think it's a good good thing for the community and can start some conversations and stuff, um, which is which is all good.
0: You mentioned that you live in Salem. What have you seen in the point? How has it changed from pre murals to you know post murals once the Alpena Urban Art Museum really got up and going?
1: Well, I wasn't here pre murals, so I don't, <laughs> I can't say for sure. I have seen uh, additional murals continuously go up. Um, and I just get, I get excited and the community seems to get excited each time a new artist is brought in, brought into the city to put up new work. Um, it always gets people talking, which I think is always for the best.
0: And do you think the impact is mostly about the pride for people living there? Is it about attracting visitors or both?
1: I think it's both. I think probably the most, I mean, Salem, I mean, this is Salem specific, but they definitely don't have any issues with bringing in um, visitors, I think uh, it it is great that the area that it is in in Salem is an area that maybe visitors might not necessarily go to which is unfortunate because it has a lot to offer Um, but this is something that will bring them more into that area of Salem. Um, And I think definitely for the the neighborhood and for the community of Salem that it's in, I do think creates a lot of pride. And
0: Percy, I know that you've painted you know, in Boston and Cambridge, but also as far away as Wynwood Walls in Miami, um, really nationally and internationally. In what way does the setting impact um, what you're painting?
2: I'm actually painting this big meal right now. I'm not sure if you can see it.
0: Oh, wow. So the podcast is only going to be audio, but I can definitely see this massive red line train with what looks like maybe a big rat on top of it. Tell me what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, it's a big orange line train. I'm at this big company right now underneath the uh, downtown crossing. The orange line, I could basically pierce the wall, and the orange line is right underneath us. There's a big zebra down here. Awesome. It's a little loud. Sorry to, you know, I told you I like using the zebra motif a lot in my work.
0: And what I'm looking at now is a large zebra on the side of this train, which looks pretty awesome. Yeah. So what are you doing this mural for? What can you tell us about it?
2: So, yeah, it's a private, it's a private, um, one of my collectors. He owns a data center um, in, in downtown Boston, right underneath Macy's. Macy's actually rents from him. And uh, he's a quirky collector. Loves art. He's been buying it and supporting my work for a while, and commissioned me to do this giant mural here in his um, parking garage.
0: Yeah, looks looks absolutely massive. Um, what what are, as a street artist, you know, what are some of the largest things you've actually painted in the past? I mean, is this, this what is this one of the largest projects you've done?
2: This is definitely my longest. Um, I painted a big. Uh, probably one of the biggest murals in Cambridge, Mass. It's uh, a giant nightscape. I paid a lot of nocturnes, nightscapes. And that was probably 40 by 80 feet right in uh, Central Square. It was just a big, giant nightscape. So, yeah, I, I've done a lot of big projects. And I know my, my objective is I, I hope I inspire other artists to become artists as well, other, other young people. You know, because it's a uh, to be able to create your own work out of your own thing is, I think, what our purpose is here.
0: Maybe now that we are talking about education, I know, obviously, Mike, I'll turn this to you. Um, what is the importance of inspiring young people? Have you tried to inspire other young people to follow your path? And what kind of advice would you give?
1: Yeah, I have. Um, I have had people, some groups of um, some groups of artists, some uh summer camp classes, for example, from local schools come out while I've been working on some projects in the past. And, you know, I just took a break and then came down and spoke with them right at the wall that I was working on. I showed them the sketches, how it was gridded out. I talked them a little bit about the process. Um, Specifically, I'm thinking of when I was painting the mural in Gloucester last summer, there was a summer camp through O'Malley School in Gloucester, and they were painting a small-scale mural. I think it was maybe about four by eight or so. Um, so yeah, I just sort of talked to them a little bit about my process. Um, you know, I I told them how, how daunting and how overwhelming something like this was for me in the past. And it's just, it's a slow grind, you know, it's just, you you do it, you're going to learn some and then you maybe go a little bit larger if you like it and you might try it out and decide that it's not for you and that's fine. Um, but I just say definitely, to, to try it out and not be overwhelmed and not try out a different artistic endeavor because you're scared. You're going to screw up probably at first. That's totally fine. You might try it and decide that it's not a, the right endeavor for you and try something else and, or you might do it and, and love it and decide that that's going to be a major focus of your artistic career. Um, but yeah, I've always enjoyed talking to younger generations of artists and instilling, you know, what a rewarding career it can be. Um, I just went full-time as an artist about two years ago, I was able to. Um, it took me a long, long time to be able to do that. And it's, uh, I never want to go back.
0: And one thing that actually really struck me when I was reporting this story for Commonwealth was that there's an organization in Win Beyond Walls that they've actually generated an educational curriculum using the murals and the street art that they've commissioned. I was curious, do you, do you see art as being able to be used as an educational tool for students more broadly, even those not necessarily interested in going into art? Percy, what do you think? I know you mentioned specifically talking about mentoring young kids and you know teaching students. What role do you see art as playing in, in education?
2: I've been an art teacher for like 15 years, maybe. Um, I used to teach at Montserrat, figure painting drawing classes, um, as well as Leslie University, Pine Manor College. So I've been teaching art this whole time. Um, I think art has the most important uh, role because we're the documenters of history. Without artists, you wouldn't know what went on in the past or whatever. So it has the most relevant role out um, uh, out of all the curriculums, more so than math, more so than all those other things. It's an an accumulation of all those things combined. Art is what man has created up until now that we have documentation of, period. So it's the most important thing and should be kind of put on a pedestal and not looked at as like art as a profession. It should be looked at as like the creative genius of humanity is that. That's the form of expression. And the more people that take on that path of freedom of expression of self, and mastering it and, and and utilizing income and sharing that with people the quicker we get to a more um, better place in, in humanity in, in existence i feel as well
0: that's certainly an inspiring note to wrap up on so you can read lots more on commonwealthmagazine.org thank you so much to mike grimaldi and percy fortini wright to incredibly talented uh, graffiti artists and wall mural artists. You can find their work on both of their websites. Uh, thank you again so much for joining me on the podcast.